This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm your host, Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for joining. Following the big lifting of pandemic restrictions here in Michigan yesterday, I wanted to check in with our resident expert on all things pandemic and COVID-related, just to see how he's thinking about this moment and what the future holds as it relates to the possibility of booster shots, the threat posed by new variants, and all the other things that are swirling around in our heads right now. Dr. Paul Kilgore is the Associate Professor and Director of Research at the Wayne State University College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Paul, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thank you very much, Stephen. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, so uh, let's start here. How are you feeling about this announcement from the governor, which lifted almost all of the restrictions here in the state of Michigan with regard to COVID-19? It's as close to normal as any of us have been since last spring. You know, Stephen, it's in many ways, it's really good news. And, you know, when we look around and we see the stress that people have been over in experiencing over the past several months, I think this kind of transition is going to help uh, reduce people's stress and get people out more and engaging with one another. And I think that's a really good thing. I am really concerned, though, about the coming fall, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah, I, 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 I am also really excited, and I said yesterday that I'm really excited about reaching this point and this milestone, but I've got this apprehension about what else is lurking out there, the variants that are still kicking around in, in communities and making people sick and in some cases still hospitalizing people or or ending their lives, uh, and the, the, the vaccine itself, the efficacy of it over time. I, I worry that there will be a point where CDC says, look, we got to get everybody to have a booster shot to make the vaccine effective, and that people will be reluctant to do that, given how many people were reluctant to get the shot uh, in the first place. So, so, so talk about the things that, in your mind, are out there that threaten the stability of what we're doing right now and, and could return us to, to living under a lot of restrictions. Right. So here's what we know. In Michigan, the good news is that we have about 51% of folks that are now in Michigan have received a complete series of the COVID-19 vaccine. So just over half of our population. There are a few areas in Michigan that we still need to do a lot of public health work on to engage people to inform them, to provide all the materials and information they need in order to make a good decision about getting the vaccine. The next thing that we know is that the vaccines do work not only against the original strain, but they are effective against these new variants that we're hearing about. And the latest data from CDC tells us that in the United States, we're now past 60% of infections that are caused by the UK strain. The UK strain also goes by the WHO label alpha, the alpha variants of concern. The other thing to know is that when we have these other new strains, particularly the Indian strain that emerged back last year in October, that new name for the Indian strain is the Delta. So the Delta strain is emerging and at the latest count, and there's a little bit of a lag in the data, but right now we're running at about nine and a half to 10% in the official data from CDC for the Indian variant, the Delta variant. Now it's my best guess that 
because it's June 23rd, we're really looking at a higher proportion, probably somewhere in the range of 10 to 15% of infections in the United States are due to this emerging Indian variant. And if, if we get to the point where we need a booster, for instance, for, for, for COVID, how, how confident are you that, that we can make that work effectively, especially given in places like Detroit, where the vaccination rate is still really low, lower than it is statewide and lower than it is in, in most other places? I mean, we, we are not at the point yet where, where everybody is buying into the idea that this is the way forward. Right. So, you know, in order to reach a really population level protection, that herd immunity that we want, we're really talking about getting more than 70% of the population vaccinated. We know right now, based on the data so far, that the vaccines we have in place right now, that's the Moderna two dose, Pfizer two dose, and the Janssen one dose, do provide protection against the variant. It's a little bit lower than the original strain protection, but it's still very good. That's one of the reasons why, if you haven't gotten the vaccine right now, now is a perfect time to go out and get it because there's lots of places you can get it. There's vaccine widely available. The vaccine safety is like we've seen with no other vaccines. There's no signals that we would see right now that tell us don't get vaccinated. So the bottom line is, If you can get the vaccine now, go get it. There's also something to remember coming up in the fall, Stephen, and that is we have influenza to deal with. So clinicians and doctors across the United States are looking at CDC guidance. And one of the things that we know is that people need to get flu vaccine in the fall. Getting the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine together is possible. That's another thing that people can know about. And the third thing is that there's another virus we call RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. And RSV is circulating in the United States. It's causing disease in all age groups. And this is the disease that really we need to pay attention to because we can detect it and test it. But people need to know about it. Doctors know about it. And if you get sick in the fall, um, the assumption would be it's COVID-19 until proven otherwise. But docs also need to be thinking about flu and RSV. So I also am curious about your sense of permanent change that we might have to get our minds around because of all of these things, because COVID-19 is still out there and the variants are there because of flu and RSV. Should we all still be thinking about covering our faces when, when, when we can? Should we all be thinking twice about really large indoor gatherings, you know, uh, auditoriums and stadiums and things like that, that that have gone away and now are prepared to come to come back. Should we be cautious still about indulging those things because the world is not as safe as we once thought it was, and that there are all kinds of things out there that uh, that could disrupt this normalcy that we're all so eager to, to get back to? You know, that's a great question, Stephen. And I think the short answer is we're going to really have to think carefully about this coming fall. And the reason, of course, is people come back indoors. The virus is spread more easily in less humid, drier air. The droplets go person to person much easier. 
We also are seeing a lot of asymptomatic infections among people that are unvaccinated. And that's really important for people to understand because even if you don't feel sick or look sick, you could still potentially pass on the virus. So the best way to stop the transmission in the community and in schools and hospitals and other institutions is to get the vaccine, uh, get the full complete series if it's two doses or one dose, but make sure you go get that vaccine as soon as possible because you can be protected right now. And and what is the relationship between the number of people who are unvaccinated and the emergence of these variants? I mean, I know that, that the people who are unvaccinated can spread the disease even if they're not suffering from the symptoms of the disease, they still can can be infected and, and can infect others. But does does that part of the population also make it easier for the disease to to mutate the way it, it it does and create things like this Delta variant? It does actually, and it's a great point because those pockets of under immunization or non-immunization that we have around the country mean that we actually have still these places where we can see hotspots. And actually we're seeing them already. Texas has several hotspots right now where there is a lack of vaccination. And that actually illustrates a key point that when we see people not vaccinated, that actually provides the basis for spread in the community. Every time we have the opportunity to spread the virus from person to person, it gives the virus a chance to better adapt to people. And one of the things that we know about the alpha variant and the delta variant and all the variants that we've seen is that progressively over time, the virus is getting much better at moving from one person to another and infecting people as it moves along. These mutations that we're seeing in the virus, particularly the spike protein, allow it to attach and bind to your receptor very quickly more easily than last year. That means that the virus can be transmitted much quicker, much more efficiently. So I'm particularly worried about unvaccinated populations in Detroit and other areas where we know that there's a lot of people still with underlying medical conditions that are not vaccinated. Hmm. So I'm extremely concerned about this coming fall. Okay, Paul Kilgore, Associate Professor and Director of Research at Wayne State University's College of Pharmacy and health sciences. It's always great to have you here to catch our listeners up on the latest with regard to the pandemic. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you very much, Stephen. That's going to do it for us today. I want to say thanks to our senior intern, Nora Ryan, for her work in shaping and producing today's show. Come back tomorrow when we're going to talk about the recent Supreme Court decision backing student athletes. And we'll talk about the Michigan Opera Theater partnering with the Detroit Parks and Recreation for a new season of Opera in the Park. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.